All right. So one of the things, you know, it's, it's a not often spoken about issue or event is the recent um, election of this Brazilian president. What's his name again? I, I can never pronounce it right. The love of my life. <laughs> I could pronounce that. Okay, but... his name is Bolsonaro. 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 Right. See, I'll even roll the R. You say it with a lisp, and it's, it's. Well, I'm in love. All right. Well, it's turning me on. What can I say? I, I, I do that to men. I'm like I'm like Kiss of the Spider Woman or Madam Butterfly <laughs> or <laughs> you know. All right. Let's let's keep this PG-13 at least. All right. So anyway, so Bolsonaro is this this new Trump-esque president. And two things he comes out with right away is he says, we're going to legalize uh, gun ownership up the wazoo. People are going to be free to have guns. So that's, you know, we're already in love, right? Could you just say that part again? Yes. uh, People are going to be free to own guns. And, you know, obviously with the exception of criminals and the (laughs) mentally ill, but, but boom, it's a huge, you know, sea change. And will this help stop crime, reduce crime in Brazil? Or increase crime. I'm going to give you 15 seconds. Go. Uh, um, <laughs> He's using all uh, of his time judiciously. <laughs> all right. I think it'll result in school shootings. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong answer. So, of course, it's going to help reduce crime. Then, in addition, I mean, look, why not, right? It's certainly, it, Brazil's famous for its... <laughs> Crimes, right? It's kidnappings, it's murders, it's rapes. You want to go say it's experience of crime? Go to Rio. Right, exactly. You, They'll give you some crime. I, look, and I'll tell you, I am, of all the countries in the world, there are, there are quite a few that I have no intention of visiting uh, precisely because of the crime that they have in their countries. I'm not interested in visiting most African countries. Okay? I, I used to be interested in South Africa going there. I'm not interested anymore. I hear it's, a, you know, rightly or wrongly, uh, that it's a very dangerous country. You're just saying that because you're white. <laughs> uh, no, no. So it's, it's you know, look, I mean, there's a lot of petty theft. There's there's the danger of kidnapping. There's the danger of rape for women, especially. And, and it's just not a place that I'm interested in going. There are a lot of beautiful countries in the world that I haven't visited yet that are relatively safe. I'll go there. Thank you. Okay? There's only so much uh, time in my life that I have, and I want to make sure that I, I, I go with a reasonable amount of risk and reward, okay? Because if you go to a country and you get mugged, not even harmed, you just get mugged, somebody, you know, flashes a knife at you and says, give me your money, give me your wallet, you know, vacation ruined, right? You don't say, other than that, did you have a good time? You know, it's, it's no, it's, your vacation is ruined, and you say, I'd rather not have gone there, right? It's, it's, Pretty basic. Call like the Titanic. Other than the iceberg, <laughs> That's right. how was your trip, ma'am? Right. Or, or, or yeah, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how'd you like to play? Right? So yes. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Okay. So you don't want to go right now, at least, and God willing, uh, uh, the, the, pres- the new president will change this or start changing it. Brazil is not a place I plan to visit. Okay. Because I hear so many stories about it. Everyone's telling me, don't go there. Don't go there. Okay. I won't go there. There are plenty of other places that have really nice beaches, a lot of great festivals, a lot of great drinks to drink, and, and uh, you know, great cultural events. I'll go there instead, okay? I went to Argentina with my wife a long time ago when that country was actually a little bit safer than it is now. We had a great time, okay? It's Brazil, however, has a terrible uh, incidence of crime. 
And I felt that way, by the way, about New York City a long time ago. When I was a kid, we, we, would, we lived in Connecticut, and we would drive into New York City all the time. This is back in the 70s. Um, I hated going to New York. It was dirty. It smelled of urine all the time. Uh, people were smoking all the time. That's another story. But it was full of graffiti, and there was crime happening everywhere. Why would I want to go into this, this city you know, for the excitement of it all. I mean, it's you. Every, literally every single time I thought, okay, are we going to be mugged this time? You know, and, and thankfully we never were, but we were always on our, our guard. And I always felt so much more relaxed when we came home. And Brazil gives me that feeling, at least good for today. And most African countries give me that feeling as well, good for today. Uh, Arab countries, no, thank you. Not interested. I'm not going to go to Saudi Arabia. I'd I'm not going to go to Jordan. I'm not going to go to uh, Syria, of course. I mean, all, all these really dangerous areas. What about Iran? Why are you so narrow? Now you're talking. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just not interested in going. Uh, I, I don't want to give this monstrous regime any any benefit of my money uh, going into this, this hellhole. Okay, so we're, we're past that. The point is that this new Brazilian president is going to change things. It's not just going to... Did you mention the other thing he said? Yes, yes, I'm going to get there. So he... he, We talked about gun gun ownership. Now he also wants to create... It changed this entire thing about this gender education, gender... uh, uh, Fluidity. Yeah, yeah, fluidity issue, right? Like, what nonsense? And he said, we ain't ain't doing that anymore. Right, he wants to remove all sex education of... All types. Right. And get completely out of every school. Uh, yeah. Oh. God, oh. God bless this man. It's really. It's just a and will that cause, uh, I'm going to be you for a second, and will that cause incidents of perversion to go up or down? <laughs> Tick tock. <laughs> I give you 10 seconds this time. Go. <laughs> of course, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help uh, avoid that perversion. This, this notion of somehow that you can teach, not, not only allow exposure and not, not restrict this madness, but to openly advocate for this notion of gender fluidity and that that won't have any impact on children and their sense of themselves uh, is it's so absurd. It, you might as well say, yeah, what's, what's wrong with showing you know, uh, children beheading of, of people? Like, let's say you, you can show plenty of ISIS videos, right? They're, they're all on the web. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, let's show it to the kids. Uh, that will have no impact on them whatsoever. Really? You, you think? You think that will not disturb them for years to come? You think that won't, won't affect them horribly? So what's the, what's, what's the difference? Yeah, you're, telling, you're telling kids that uh, they, they might be a girl, even though they think they're, they're, they, they, all, they thought all this time that they were a boy and vice versa. Or that, you know, you could change from one day to the other. Oh, you know, big deal. Or even five minutes at a time. Yeah, yeah just try it. Try yeah. it. What's so hard? Try yeah. it. Try it. And you're more sophisticated. You're more worldly if you, if you, uh, if you experience homosexual sex. You, you know, just trying it. You know, no big deal. Like uh, in the same way that, you, you know, we, we expect you to... I expect my children to try this or that vegetable. Maybe they might like it. Try it, I yeah. say to them. Right? So that's the way they feel about it. Different kinds of sex. Yeah, or try different drugs so you know not to yes, do them. Yes, exactly. Try all. I have every drug here. One day we're going to do this one. We have yeah. 30 drugs, 30 days. Yeah. And, and make sure you don't do them. Right. You didn't, you didn't like the acid? Understood. Maybe you like the Coke? 
Yeah. All right, heroin, it won't be addictive for you. <laughs> Maybe for everybody else, but for you, just try it. Right. Anyway, it's the madness, the madness factor. So here comes this new president, and he's saying this. And then uh, there was a comment that you said just before we started, Ari, uh, that the, the, he had said something. Oh, this is the best. All right, go for it. He said he intends to throw every communist filthy scum out of the government. <laughs> Oh, excuse me while I orgasm here. Oh, 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 yes. Children. Yes. The, the preceding orgasm was extremely disturbing and should not have been viewed or listened to by younger viewer audiences. Thank you. No fluid came out of my body oh my during God. that one. Okay. Right. It was simply a emotional. It, it was like the huh. kind of love we have when we go sheep herding or hunting. You know, it's just an emotional connection. All right. So we are, <laughs> if I can somehow backtrack and, and erase that from my auditory senses, I, I would be a happier man. <laughs> but I, I can't. Anyway, so so don't do that again, Ari. Please, I won't. thank you. Oh, but I want the audience to know how happy I was. Just that made this rated This R. guy would say this. R. That's yeah. NC seventeen. <laughs> He's going for it, folks. He's That's going not for safe it. Safe for work. You know what is it? Uh, rating fluidity. That's right. what it is. <laughs> That's right. For those five seconds, it was it was rated NC seventeen. <laughs> the rest of this hopefully will be PG thirteen. All right. So go back and and you know make sure not to play that little segment for your children, my friends. All right. So now everything's going to be PG thirteen at worst, my friends. I promise. All right. All right. Do you do you promise to hold to that? Yes. Thank you. All right. But I'm okay. promising today I might identify as a liar as this podcast goes on. <laughs> right? Truth fluidity. <laughs> right. Truth. That's the Democrat platform. Truth fluidity. Right? All right. So going back going back to the, the comment that uh, the Brazilian president said about the Congress, isn't that, isn't that beautiful? I mean, isn't that a – I don't know. You know, when you see the Mona Lisa, for example – Right. You, you look at it and you say, wow, just such a and, and you truly appreciate it in its historical context, too. Right. You you understand how novel it was at the time that it was painted. Uh, and I was just explaining to you as another example, more modern day, of course, about the Beatles. Right. I, I showed I was playing music for my daughter, who's now 10 years old, and she likes the Beatles. But I wanted her to appreciate it even more. So I, I played for her. Um, Please Please Me by the Beatles, one of their very first songs, certainly one of their very first hits. And then I, then I played for her um, Hey Jude, okay? And I said, that song, Hey Jude, is only four years later than Please Please Me. And if you know the, the songs, of course, you see the dramatic differences. And, and that's why it's so much better appreciated because not only is it a beautiful song, Hey Jude, I'm talking about, it's so rich in its lyrics and just the, the melody is so pleasing to the ear. Just in the context of what it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, the so it's a thing of beauty. The artistry. Yeah. yeah. When we say it's a thing of beauty, we, we talk not just about its own pleasantness, but also sometimes its context in terms of everything else, how, how beautifully stated it is. Like uh, when Dennis Prager says a phrase like, you know, the bigger the government, the smaller the individual, right? Or the citizen. That's a thing of beauty. 
Great. He captured when words. When you're cruel to the kind, you're kind to the cruel. Right, exactly you know, right. Those kind of right. isms. Yeah, it's, it, offline, I know my promise, but if, if, offline we're discussing Stick to the, the promise. concept Stay on target. Better than Stay sex, on target. Right? Yes. And I gave you certain examples <laughs> right. in a military context that I considered better than sex. That statement by Bolsonaro, I think we can both agree, is as good or better than sex. <laughs> Well, right. All right. All right. I worry it's, about it's pretty good. I worry about your sex life there, Ari. <laughs> well, <laughs> you have to assume there is one. <laughs> God, I hope your wife is not going to listen to this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> that's one less person listening to this podcast. Just, just another piece of about me because you know the Brock Lurie podcast is about Ari David. Obviously, um, obviously. what's interesting <laughs> is my sex life is so oriented around conservative politics. To get me in the mood, we would sit in bed early in our relationship with my wife and literally read books by Ronald Reagan. Right. Like his not, chapter, not pornography, my friends, but reading Ronald Reagan. Right. The, okay. bo- the chapters, and there's a book called Reagan in His Own Hand, which are Reagan's handwritten radio addresses before he ran for president. Mm-hmm which were five-minute philosophical pieces that sometimes span several episodes right. on a number of issues. And we would read and reread his take on the situation in Cambodia over and over again. And, man, that put me in the mood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We'd read Basic Economics by Thomas Sowell. We'd read you know, Liberal Fascism by Jonah Goldberg. It's so romantic. You're, you're all set. <laughs> yeah. This podcast has been hijacked by Ari David. Terrorist. Brought to you by the hijacking of Ari David. Thank you. All right. Anyway, let's move on. We're taking this podcast to Brazil right now. (laughs) Right now. All right. So let's get get back to the point. It it is a thing of beauty, what he said. And we listen to these phrases and we say that there are many emotions that uh, that are felt when we listen to phrases like what you just described. We think, first of all, there's there's a man, right? A man who speaks his mind. Uh, A man who also knows what needs to be done. And I think people like that a lot. Even many liberals or people who claim to be liberal or, you know, Hillary supporters, they listen to such a thing and they, they publicly decry such primitiveness. But, and I put primitiveness in, in quotes, but on, but on the inside, they say, good, I'm glad he's saying it like it is. And you could say that this Brazilian president, Bolsonaro. Yeah, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Okay, there you go, man. That, That Bolsonaro is channeling his inner Trump. Yes, you could say that. Or you can say, look, this is Bolsonaro, and this is the way he is. But I, but I do think that Bolsonaro has learned from Trump. This is one of the great legacies that Trump will give. You see, we, we talked about this uh, quite a few podcasts ago, but the notion was that one of the benefits that Trump has given is that he will now, that, that past presidents, and for that matter, future presidents, or would, will be presidents, are looking at Trump and saying, wow, I, I didn't realize that could work. I'm not talking, whatever the, what that means in this context, we'll get that, to that in a moment. But the notion that Trump's methodology can work and work really damn well, you know, I think you even said I could have had a V8, you know, as a joke. These past presidents are looking back and they say, well, that's a completely different game. That's a game changer. 
And that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Unlike you, Mitt Romney, who's like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's not the right way to do it. Okay, really, so, Mitt? So what's the that in this particular situation? Okay. But before I, I do that, because I want that to be a teaser, because I'm going to get to the, to the that in a moment. I, I always remember how when Jimi Hendrix came on the scene, I, uh, this is, I mean, I was too young to, to remember. I probably was six years old, maybe even less. When Jimi Hendrix played the guitar the way he did with a kind of wow, he bended, he bent the strings in such a way that it gave this wow sound, right? That nobody was doing. Nobody. Even Eric Clapton, who was a fantastic, of course, I mean, no one, no one doubts that his, the genius of his uh, playing. But everyone listened to Jimi Hendrix and they realized what he was doing. He was just bending the guitar in a way that nobody ever, had ever done before. And they all started doing it because it was cool, first of all. And, and it, it was something that, And it worked. And it was something that could be done. It made the music very interesting, right? So suddenly you had... Um, you know, all along the Watchtower, the cover of Bob Dylan, it was changed dramatically. Voodoo Child is a very good example. And all the, all the players suddenly were, were incorporating that into their music. Fantastic. And we have better music for that very reason. And, and so it is with Trump. He, he's bent the guitar strings, as it were. He's shown us what can be done. And we all say, wow. That's the that that I'm talking about. The, the, the that in speci- specifically vis-a-vis Trump is not giving a rat's ass what other people think. Doing it in spite of what the rest of the world is yelling at you about, okay? That's what it is. The that that I'm talking about. And it's not about saying, okay, you know, oh, are you saying that, uh, you know, other presidents should be talking about grabbing uh, women's uh, you-know-whats? Uh, and see how I'm keeping a PG-13 here? That, 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 that that's a, an okay way. No, I'm not talking about that. I am talking about understanding what's important and what's not important. Not dancing around every little word and making sure you don't trip over yourself. Uh, for example, in the transgender world to say he when you really should have said she or vice versa or calling yeah. it a they and there and using the pronoun games designed to trip you up in every way possible. Or when you say a phrase like there are, there are good people on both sides, you know, it, it, just as an example. Had Romney said, let's say, God forbid, he had ultimately become president, uh, I suppose that would have been better than Obama. You just gave me an anti-orgasm. That, that <laughs> was like putting an ice pick through oh, my oh. eardrum. Okay, so now we're, now we're back to rated R, but we're coming back, okay? <laughs> Ratings, fluidity, coming back, back to PG-13, and we're back. Okay, <laughs> so you, you have, uh, so, so had Romney said, um, this phrase, you know, there are good people on both sides. And he really meant, you know, the issue of bringing the Confederate statute. He would spend not just hours, not just days, not just weeks, but probably months explaining what he really meant at, at the concept and, and, then, and then apologizing over and over again about it. No, okay? no, you're well, completely wrong. Oh you know what Romney would have done? He would have honorably resigned for the good of the oh, office. That's right, yeah. Because it would be the right thing because to do. Because I made some people not feel good about themselves, mm-hmm. and I am sorry, and I'm going to resign. And Paul Ryan, 
is going to be president from now on because right. he will not make the mistake I did. Yes, that's right. That's what Romney yeah. would have done. And then and the Democrats will be laughing all the way to the bank, so to speak. Right. All right. So <laughs> and uh, you know I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. They'll go full Palestinian on on. And that's what the Democrats have always done. They 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 will just like the the, the these torturers these. These, uh, you know, beheaders, these radical monsters, these terrorists yeah. um, who use children as shields, they will cl- proclaim that Israel is the one doing these things. You know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, right. it's a massive projection. But anyway, so going back to Trump and everything else, um, the bottom line is that Trump, when he said it, he said, this is what I meant. F you if you don't, if you don't understand basic context. So you want to you go into your crazy interpretation? You go ahead. You idiots. Right. right. And, you know, and, and people don't play it over and over again. The reason why uh, Democrats play something over and over again is because we Republicans let them play it over and over again. If you ignore it, it eventually goes away. People are not talking about this, this uh, good people on both sides things anymore. Right. You know, except for the diehards who want to bring it up from time to time. But as a practical matter, it's not uh, it's not the issue of the day. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that. Romney, by contrast, would, would do what we just talked about. Maybe he would resign. I'm, I'm you know. I no, don't... but it would be definitely a face down, butt in the air, grab your ankles. Apo- sorry for the NC-17 imagery. Total apology, total submission, beta, gamma, omega male response yes. to minor aggression. The bite, for the bite of a flea without right. bubonic plague infection, he would you know, well, here's run what's to so the re- doctor here, for here's antibiotics. What's so refreshing. Here's what's so refreshing, and you alluded to this before. You know, the fact is that he's a human being. I'm talking about Trump now. And uh, he's he's been married and divorced. He's had affairs. Three times. <laughs> three times. He's had affairs. Uh, he's, you know, done stupid things. He said stupid things. Who the F cares, okay? If anything, it makes him more relatable because who hasn't done a stupid thing in their lives, right? If, if you really think that I'm going to... Other than you, sir. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I've done plenty of stupid things, right? And, 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 or, and if, even if I hadn't done stupid things, I've, I've said things that people could easily put out, take out of context, right? I mean, there's, there's no way you can get around that. Even Romney... When he said the comment about the forty-seven percent or whatever, what, I think it was that that was the exact yeah. number. Uh, you know that that tanked him, right? I mean, who knows whether that's the reason why he lost or otherwise? But it certainly was not a good play for him. Um, and and you could say that was totally innocent, but nevertheless, there we are. Yeah, and the reason it tanked him is because unlike Trump, when saying, instead of saying, "Yeah, I said it," "F you," right. Yeah, it's true. By the way, he tried true. to massage it. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he tried to massage. It. So so hold on, so. That's the way it works um, in, in the Trump world. He, you know, we, we can relate to him. We can say, look, we've all said stupid things. Uh, we've all said things that people decide to interpret the way they want to hear them. This is a very big uh, context. This is, in fact, the, the, the theme of my past Sunday show. People hear what they want to hear. The way they want to hear it. They want, yeah. they, well, the way they want to hear it. <clears throat> and uh, you can't stop them. People say crazy things. I mean, they, people hear... I mean, how many times have you heard a woman, when I was in the dating world, um, I remember more than a couple of women saying, well, the reason why uh, he broke up with me or while no one's dating me is because I'm a powerful woman and men are intimidated by my, my power, like whatever it is, they have a big time job somewhere. Okay. No lady. How about this? How about that? You're arrogant. How about that? You know, you're just not a nice person. Have you ever thought about that? 
I mean, it's it's not a question about being feminine or masculine or too tough or anything. It's just like you're just not fun to be with. Yeah, I was how gonna, about that? I was going to do the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I don't even I don't even go there. Just just being a pleasant person. Yeah. And and anyway, so she heard what she wants to hear, right? And the Democrats hear what they want to hear when it comes to Trump. They they want to hear that he's a racist, that he's a misogynist, that he's anti-gay, that he's uh, selling out the country for the sake of getting elected. And they just know that he colluded with Russia, don't you know? Uh, so again, they're hearing what they want to hear. They don't hear or or note all the great success of the country. That that is irrelevant to them, uh, or the fact that he's actually fighting Russia all the time, and China, and, and putting you know and, and uh, putting uh, North Korea on its heels, and everything else that we we've been noticing. But uh, that that he doesn't get any credit for. But he doesn't give a crap. That's what I love about him. Yeah, and he's that's got, the it we're talking that's about. The, that's guys. the that's the that's the that and. We, we so enjoy that and we so admire that. Um, I, I really admire Trump. Yes, that's right. I said it. I admire Trump. Um, he's, you know, you, you were very um, gracious in your way of saying that you were wrong about Trump. Um, but I was also wrong about Trump at, at some point. I mean, I was wrong about earlier than you were wrong about it. But I was worried about him because I thought he would go Schwarzenegger on us, that he would, you know, just want to be liked. Uh, but it turns out that's the last thing. It's exactly the opposite of what I thought and what you thought about him, that this guy would, would do whatever he could to appeal to the Democrats in order to get more power and more wealth for himself or otherwise, that he would change the whole nature of the Republican Party and that the true uh, source of great things for the Republican Party was Ted Cruz or Scott Walker or other you know, very conservative establishment Republicans, um, not Jeb Bush, for example. But you, you get the idea. And it turns out that this is exactly the guy that we wanted. I mean, had I known this, I would have plowed so much more money into the campaign. I, I did contribute some money to his campaign, you know, obviously within the campaign limits. But I would have gone up to the campaign limits, and I would have had my wife, you know, go up to yeah, the campaign limits. Yeah, you would have been limits. lobbying friends and yes. collected for him and said, exactly. I we said, all have to do this. We, but, you know, you hit on a very important point here. Yeah. Candidate, elected official... Other elected officials, other parts of the world is one thing. The real effect is the body politic, the people. Right. Is in, in it's free countries, it's the people that run the country. And even if a, a, the country is a corrupt, crime-ridden place like Brazil, the, the people with the election of Bolsonaro prove they're still in charge. What Trump's election did is it showed the American people, you know you guys have been right on all these issues? You finally were able to get your guy elected. You can believe in yourself. Yes, politicians in the future may hopefully look back on Trump and say, yeah, that's the V8 I want to drink from now on. But even more so, the people will look for that and go, you know what? It's okay to vote for that guy. He does have a chance of winning. He does have right. a chance to make the economy great, make the country great, make us feel great, f well, fix us. Right. And it's happening internationally with voters in other places. Right. In Austria, in Israel, is Brazil, hopefully China someday, hopefully Iran someday. Well, what they're discovering is maybe we have a Trump also within our yeah. own ranks and let's find him. And so now people are actually campaigning as a Trump in their respective countries. Now, maybe they'll win or lose based upon, you know, the madness of liberalism in their the respective countries. But still, there's a sense of we've got to stop these guys because, you know, from, from the perspective of, of the liberals out there, they, they, the Clintonites, 
uh, who would have, you know, who, who see Trump as a great danger, they, they no doubt see this as a disease, that, you know, Trumpism is a disease and it might affect these other European countries. We see this as a panacea, as, as a great, uh, what's, a, what's the word I'm looking at? Not toxin, it's... Um, an antidote. An, an antidote or a, um, uh, something, something that actually heals you. Okay. A booster, a, a booster, a yeah. healing, a yeah, yeah. inoculation. It's just the letter T, the one I'm thinking of, but it doesn't matter. You get the idea. It, it, it's, uh, it heals. It, it, um, a tonic. Uh, a tonic that cleanses. And in a good way, of course, not you know, the way that the Democrats want to hear that, right? But it, it, it cleanses all the corruption and the evil. And you've got to get in there with somebody who says, I don't give a crap what you think. That's what we want. You know, at the end of the day, we discover that uh, leadership requires masculinity. That's what it does. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, because it's a masculine trait, uh-huh. right? A masculine. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher. Right. No, we, we admire her. <laughs> yeah. She's, she, but, she, but, but she was a great leader. In, and when she exib- exhibited her leadership, she was, you know, reach, um, what's her, in touch with her masculine side. Yes. Okay. Uh, and this isn't a gender fluid thing. No. This is this is a a balls thing. Yeah, it know? is, and 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 no one will deny. That's right. Uh, women especially, they like a man who takes charge. Okay, they they say, uh, they'll tell you day in and day out. Just tell me where we're going to dinner. Don't ask me where I would like to go to dinner. Tell me where we are going to dinner and when you are going to pick me up. And then during the dinner, hopefully we'll have a nice conversation. And at the end of it, you take the bill and you pay for it. Okay? We, I want to be led. That's what every woman knows it. Every real woman wants that. It doesn't mean that they're any less of a human being. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love them as much as they love men. It's just the order of things. The order it's just of things. how it is. Yeah. yeah. You know something interesting I just thought of? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. So just, I want you to hold on to yeah, your thought. thought. And the electorate in any particular country, <clears throat> assuming it's a democracy we're talking about, wants to have that feeling about their leader. Right, a masculine leader who knows where yeah. we're going, knows how we're going to get there, and says, "This is where we're going." Right. Take charge. Yeah. I, I, I want you to do, no, do everything legally, of course. Uh, make you know, tr- hopefully, get the support of your respective legislatures. Cool, yeah. and your judiciary. Do everything according to the Constitution. Got it. But take charge. Make it happen, and don't start you know acting based upon how other people may perceive you. This is the Jimi Hendrix part of it that I love so much. He's changed that dynamic. And all these other countries are looking at him and saying, now I understand. This can work. This tough guy approach where you speak your mind and you, you don't apologize for it, that actually works. Right. And it, but there's one caveat here. It works when – and Trump gave a speech the other day on live TV where he said this issue on the border wall and border security is an issue – I love this line – of right and wrong. Yeah. It's important that there is a moral clarity to a leader like that. If you're evil, like Obama, and you go forward, it doesn't work because the people know you're an evil jerk. Yeah, you're, and I you're just use right. the word for him, yep. evil jerk. Because Trump is right and speaking the truth, and unlike Ocasio-Cortez on 60 Minutes going, well, I, I don't have to be factually right if I'm morally right from my perspective, right? <laughs> I know, made your head spin. But 
the reason the Trumpism works, the Bolsonaroism works, the guy in uh, Hungary, Orban, the guy in Austria, the guy in Israel, Netanyahu, it works, is because they understand it's a it's an issue of right versus wrong, and they are on the right side of things, right. the morally good right side of things. But I want to make this point and throw this at you and see what you think of it, because I think this is the real benefit. The Ari David theorem that you've known for years now and I've talked about on my show and yours here is that in order to win... Democrats pretend to be conservative, while at the same time hoodwinking the Republican candidate, normally named Jeb or John or Romney, to be centrist or liberal. Right. Right? Here's the incredible thing that Trumpism has brought out. And Reagan did it, and Ted Cruz would have done, and Bolsonaro is doing it. They are for, because they have such a pillar of moral fiber and righteousness on their side, and they're being assertive the way you say, it's forcing the Democrats by absolute design and default to be truly themselves. Right. So you have Tlaib saying MFR. You right. have Ocasio-Cortez going on 60 Minutes with, despite the liberal bias, is still the gold standard of investigative reporting shows, spending 20 minutes on TV with Anderson Cooper getting him to actually commit, as Rush Limbaugh says, a random act of journalism, questioning her economic ideas and saying, you're full of it. Right. And she's doubling down on her lies. He's getting Pelosi and Schumer to, in a castrated, eunuch way, try to impotently follow him after his live address from the Oval Office and give their little perspective, and they look like lunatics on TV. In other words, he's drawn Democrats out onto the center of the chessboard into vulnerable squares where their pieces can be taken, where they've lost the cover of the fake conservative veneer they had used to get people like Obama, I'm going to fight waste, fraud, and abuse, or or uh, GM is alive and Al-Qaeda is dead, or Clinton, it's the economy, stupid, or or the, the era of big government is over as we know it. The veneer it, it. of liberalism yeah. is now off the Democrat Party. It or is. veneer of conservatism is off them, and they can't fake it anymore, and now they're choosing not to. Well, they also have nothing to run on because uh, the economy is doing so well. You know, the, the, the fact that the stock market went up and down uh, a little bit uh, in the past couple of weeks, you know, that gives them a little bit of, of uh, what do you call it? Uh, Credibility credi- or something. Uh, a little bit of ammunition. Yeah. Uh, but... They, but in every other respect, unemployment figures and, and the fantastic economy and the consumer confidence and the best Christmas ever and so forth, they, they have nothing to run on. So the, the only thing they can run on is uh, proclaiming loudly his misogyny, his uh, racism, his anti-gayism, his uh, Russia collusion business. Yeah, the whole orange man bad thing. Yeah, that's, that's right. It. He's just a bad, bad guy. You've got to stop it. How can you like him? How can you? <laughs> uh, just like, I mean, I, I, literally, it was just so funny. And and. It, it drives. There's nothing that drives a, a leftist, especially, more nuts than to say a that you voted for Trump, and then b, you know, I think he's doing a really good job. And c, I'm doing it again. And even yeah, d, I'm going to vote for reelection. Yeah. And what's not to love? Why haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Our, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I'm not done. So, so they go nuts on this, and they just they. I, I, <laughs> it's so funny. Like I, I was at the gym recently, and I had. You know, I have my um, earbuds on, right? And I'm listening to a podcast. What it, I was actually listening to PragerU stuff. Um, so, okay, so I'm listening to this thing, and there's Dennis Prager. It's not even a picture of Rush Limbaugh or Trump, for that matter. You know, any it's it's Dennis Prager. 
And so this woman comes up. Mild-mannered Dennis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and she sees, and apparently I guess she recognizes it, Prager, you, or something like that. And, and she looks at it and goes, I, uh, uh, I, 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 an actual concise word didn't, a, a, a concrete word did not come out of her mouth whatsoever. Yeah, she just did the twitch, right? She, it was a twitch, and she, she wanted to, for me to know very well. That she was against what I was listening to, <laughs> it was because after all, there's a picture of Dennis Prager there. So, and, and she, but she, here's what she did manage to utter, which is, I'm not, I'm not even, I, not even. And I say, and I'm saying, hey, how are you? <laughs> like that. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm not even. What is that? Is that a sentence? I'm not even. I mean, it's, it's so you're odd. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I can see you're odd. I'm not even. She's not even. Okay, so you're odd. Fair enough. You're either even or odd, unless you're in the number zero, I suppose. Unless you're fluid. (laughs) That's even. Yeah. Zero's even. Sometimes you're even, sometimes you're odd. Anyway, uh, you you get the idea. I, I I thought it was very funny. People, they go into this bizarre twitch. They don't know what to do with themselves. They found themselves a Trumperst. You know, some somebody who loves the you know Donald Trump. Yeah, we have a friend. And they just they can't understand it. They they just they go apoplectic on it. They, I don't know. It's like it's as if you, you just prick them with a little needle and they just kind of deflate into into this puddle. I don't know how <laughs> right. to best to describe it. And like, what have I done to you other than to tell you that we've got a great president? Am I not entitled to that opinion? I think a lot of people have that opinion. P.S. There's a good chance he's going to be reelected if he keeps it going up like this. And what are you going to do then? What are you going to do about that now, Moses? Right? Camilla, Camilla, Ocasio, Ocasio, Beto, 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 yeah, Warren. Okay, so a fake poor girl, a fake bartender, I should say, a fake Mexican. A fake attorney, a state attorney general a fake and a Na- fake Indian. Na- Indian, I was going right. to say, Native American. Yeah. Those are your choices? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and we have a friend named Nina who has, I think, the very best response to any liberal she runs into. My wife and I saw her do this. Uh, she runs into a liberal who goes, you voted for Trump to her? And she goes, you mean you didn't? Oh, that's a great response. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't I, you I can't that? believe you mean you didn't. I thought you did. Right. Why wouldn't you? You seem like a smart person. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> point is, to, instead of get confrontational, just treat them as if you assumed everyone votes for Trump. Yeah, because everyone's not an idiot. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, he is the president after right. all. Right. He's great. <laughs> he won. He won. You, you mean you didn't vote for him? And I assume you would like this great economy that we have now. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? Wouldn't you double up your vote? You know, double down on your enthusiasm at least. You can't double <laughs> up on the vote. But wouldn't you double up on your enthusiasm for the vote? I mean, I, I, I mean, I voted for him. Um, I, I was excited about him by the time that the November 2016 election rolled around. But, but man, I, I, if I could put myself back into the voting booth, so to speak, in November 2016, knowing what I know now about him, I would say, I would do whatever I could to canvas everyone around and say, guys, you got to vote. You got to vote. Come on. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'm not one of these guys who knocks on doors. I I will be knocking on doors, come the 2020 election, saying you, you gotta you gotta do this. This is awesome. Aren't we having a great time? And they don't even realize that they're having a good time. That's the funny thing about that's this. what liberalism does. Though that's why it's so, if you will, satanic. Because everything's wonderful, and you think it's a cloudy day. Right. I, they don't get it. They oh have they have the jobs. They have all these great bonuses coming out of their jobs. They they they've got the best employment everywhere, and. 
uh, you know, crime is down and uh, relationships with our, the rest of the country is uh, rest of the countries in the world uh, is is better than ever. And somehow they they managed to perceive dark clouds all all over the place. It's very bizarre. He passed ninety percent of what I call the liberal ideal agenda. Right. Prison reform. He legalized hemp. Yeah. You want pot legalized? Hemp, the industrial hemp, was legalized. But liberals I know from high school and college 30 years ago were saying, where did you legalize hemp? He did it. Okay. So let's <laughs> yeah, go. And the, he's giving you, liberals, what you want, and you don't even know it. Talk about taking not taking yes for an answer. Well, then there's also the pullout from Syria. Is right. a good example, right? He's yeah, you, would, you would think that you would think that uh, the liberals would be so excited about that, and by and large, they seem not to be. All of a sudden, why? Because Trump is the one doing it. Had it been Obama who did exactly the same thing, claimed that he would do so within within a month, they would look. I'm not so excited that he proclaimed that he would do it in a month. He's now backtracked. He's going to do it in five months, but I'm okay with it. I mean, as as um, I forget who said it, George. Friedman from uh, this uh, national security uh, website said he's an expert in this area. He said it's the best thing for for us to do. We have we only had two thousand men there to begin with. We have just enough people there to be dangerous to ourselves. Yeah, that that we only exposed ourselves. That's all we're doing is just coming home in body bags over there. That we can't do anything with only two thousand men. So what's the point? Right. Plus, you trust Trump that if there's a an issue on the uh, the ground there, um, right? Uh, and ISIS gets, uh, if you will, uppity. You damn well know he's going to bomb them again. Yeah. It'll be no big deal. Yeah, we saw them. Uh, boom, kaboom, kaboom. They're gone. Right, right. You know, it, it, no problem. But let's get back. You know? Let's get back. So, I want to get back to the yeah. main theme, which is about the great one of the one of the big benefits that Trump has delivered to the world is this notion to leaders out there that it's okay to speak your mind, it's okay to be tough, it's okay to be a man, it's okay to be a leader. Uh, it's okay to do the right thing. And great things will happen if you do all those things. That is the scariest thing for the left it has ever witnessed. Far greater than Ronald Reagan's presence. Because Ronald Reagan was a great man. Of course, we, we love Ronald Reagan. He was truly one of the three best presidents we've ever had. Uh, and if Trump keeps it going, by the way, he'll be, he'll be in that category. He'll be one of the four best presidents we ever had. God willing, that's exactly the case. It's only been two years. Got it. I, I understand. He's got hopefully six more years to go. But uh, at the end of the day, if he keeps this up, fantastic things will result. Yeah, and, and I think the big issue, and um, we have an old episode of this show called The Conversations We Should Be Having. I was talking to my wife about it, and I brought up a, an issue related to the body politic of how things are perceived, which was during the time of Ronald Reagan, whether media biased or not existed, the vast majority of Americans understood there's this force out there called the Soviet Union and com worldwide communism that must be confronted if you want to enjoy your society in the future. Must. Today we have equal threats, including the internal threat of postmodernism, but we have a body politic and media bias that's even more severe, and most people are not aware or could be. Ronald Reagan left America in such good shape for 25, 30 years after that most Americans grew up not even realizing there's an existential danger at all times from evil to our society. Right. Thus, most people go through their day 
every day without a consideration of those forces of evil, postmodernism internally, Chinese communism externally, radical Islam, etc. Right. Yet still, Trump was able to get elected on an agenda of confronting those evils and succeeded and is waking people up to them, which was not a problem Reagan had. Right. Exactly right. And they, the problem that America had is that we got too comfortable. We didn't realize how good we had it. We were like the trust fund baby that gets angry at his parents because he doesn't get the Range Rover that he wanted and only got a Land Rover, right? I mean, it's, that's where it's like, it reminds me of The Simpsons exactly. God, that you point. had to make me angry, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, uh, the Simpsons had this episode where Bart ends up with this very spoiled family, right? The obscenely wealthy. The, the children who are teenagers are very, very, uh, you know, spoiled and very uppity and always upset. And so you see this uh, one scene where, you know, one sibling complains to the other saying, uh, I, <laughs> Daddy promised me a Range Rover, not a Land Rover. This is the worst Martin Luther King Day ever. <laughs> I mean, there's so many funny things that go along with that, right? I mean, it's just like the, the fact that you would give <laughs> a gifts present a, a Martin Luther King Day, first of all. Which like, is such a great snap, a snap yeah. at liberals who would actually turn that to a gift-giving holiday <laughs> right, rather than just a day of solemn remembrance. Well, but it's a reflection of like this, this parent is just you know throwing money at this child or throwing yeah. expensive gifts at this child to make them happy. And, then, and they're still not happy because it's a, it's, I wanted a Range Rover, not a Land Rover. This is the worst. I mean, it's hysterical. And that's the way it is with the young generation who, as you said very quickly, that's what prompted me to, to, say, to say that comment. They know nothing else. They don't know how bad it was. They have no idea. Yeah, they about don't know the, what the, a gas line is or that, you know, the threat of nuclear annihilation hanging over your head day right. in, day out. Yeah. And, and so it is... This is why one of the many reasons why I love Spider-Man, by the way. Of all the superheroes, only one really resonated to me. Um, the Spider-Man, I'm talking about the old uh, the Peter Parker one with the, uh, the bugle guy, the, the, uh, the editor. And, and they were always upset with him. Despite all the good that he did, um, he was maligned. Whatever good he did, he was interpreted as evil. He was the, the web-crawling menace, right? That's what the, the guy called him. And good is never recognized, at least not in its day. And so here it is with Ronald Reagan having effectively, without firing a shot, dismantled all of Russian, at least Soviet-style communism, which was a horrific thing going on, uh, and altered the whole landscape of worldwide socialism and doesn't get the credit for it, right? We, we do not see the alternative world that would have been had Jimmy Carter been reelected, for example. God forbid. Yeah, we're just told things like, well, you know, Reagan let all those people have the insane asylums, and now we have all those homeless people. Yeah. As, as if, if a homeless person bummed down on the street today has anything to do with Ronald Reagan's presidency that ended 30 years ago. Right, exactly. That bum wasn't even born until well, but, Reagan but, but, left but office. That, by, the, by the way, that mantra that he I was know, the one I know, it's a total lie. It's a total lie. Yeah. But anyway, that's another story altogether. The point is that no one appreciates greatness in its day, at least, uh, and we always say... The left always recognizes evil in the far past. They recognize that um, 
Well, Fasc- the Nazis were bad. Right. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, the Nazis were bad. Fascism was bad. Eugenics, uh, right. Eugenics is horrible. Um, and uh, putting people in the, um, the Japanese internment camps was bad. Uh, of course, they're all right about that. Uh, now they're saying, oh, yeah, communism was bad. They, they did a movie recently about the bridge uh, with them. Um, bridge of, bridge Spies. of Spies. Yeah. And, you know, Spielberg, I think, was the one who directed that movie. And uh, it was a good movie. And showing how evil the East German government and the Soviet-style uh, methods were and uh, how good the democracy was. Uh, okay, wonderful. Great. Now they recognize it. And now, of course, they also recognize how bad Bill Clinton was, right? right. They recognize a lot of things. They, they recognize them. You know, Harvey Weinstein isn't the hero to women. I thought he was. You know, in 20 years, they'll realize Planned Parenthood is evil. I'm happy God, to say. God willing. God, God willing. willing. So uh, that's the point. And, and it, it takes that sort of effort to... To go forward, you have to push, push, push. Trump will be recognized so long as he keeps up this fight. Uh, you know, good for the, these past two years have been fantastic. I mean, really, it's, I, I would never have dreamed that dreamt that these these um, successes would have arrived on our doorstep uh, in these past two years. If, if you were to tell me all the things that Trump has done, has been responsible for at least. And say, you know, Barack, by the year, by, by January of 2019, these things will have happened. What do you think about that? And I'll say, hey, hey, Ari, are you, are you back on pot? You know, my response would have been so soon. Why can't we just savor it a little longer? Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. I, I wanted this to happen by 2023. Right. You exactly. Know? Right. Uh, would have been totally cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we'd be all the more enthusiastic about having voted for him in the first place. But I, I'd never expected this sort of glory, this sort of fantastic results. Um, and, and for those of you listening who are on the liberal side, who are on the Clinton side or whatever, leftist side, and say, wow, can yeah, you believe We're these, so sorry for you, these two, the These two nuts who think that Trump is a good guy, you know, really, you're fools for not, not seeing it yourself. You're, you're so clouded in your desire to see him as a racist, for which you have no proof. You're just so clouded in your desire to see him as a misogynist, an anti-Semite, uh, a homophobe, as, as you know, anti anti-gay guy. Yeah, orange man bad. Yeah, orange man bad, exactly. <laughs> you, you, you fail to see all the goodness. You, you fail to see that you live in a very rich home that is easily giving you land rovers <laughs> day in and day out. And, and what did it take to get you that land rover? A guy named Donald J. Trump, who was tough, who said it like it is, and didn't give a rat's ass what you thought about him. That's why we have the new Brazilian president doing what he's doing, and that's why you're seeing it time and time again. And it's going to keep on going because now Donald J. Trump has bent the guitar strings in a way that people now hear it and they say, that sounds pretty damn cool. And everyone's going to be doing it going forward. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.